Trauma Therapist Podcast, episode 288. Welcome to the Trauma Therapist Podcast. My name is Guy McPherson. My mission is to raise awareness of trauma and to help support and inspire new trauma workers through this podcast and my membership community, Trauma Therapist 2.0. Thanks so much for joining me today, and here we go. All right, guys, welcome back to the Trauma Therapist Podcast. My name is Guy McPherson, and I'm very excited to have as my guest today, Sarah Moser. Sarah, welcome. Thanks, Guy. It's good to be here. <laughs> All right. Sarah is the Admissions and Community Engagement Manager for the Somatic Experiencing Trauma Institute. She's currently training with the Center for Trauma and Embodiment at the Justice Resource Institute in their Trauma Center, Trauma Sensitive Yoga Program. Sarah is in practicum for her Master of Arts in Counseling, where she provides individual counseling at the university's clinic, and she co-facilitates group therapy for adolescents in kinship placement and those in the foster system. Awesome. All right, Sarah, um, before we get going here, we're, share with the listeners where you're from and where you're calling from, and then uh, let's do it. Okay, so I am in Boulder, Colorado, where the Institute's headquarters are located, um, and I do live down in Denver, Colorado, so I do a little bit of a commute, but in the in the Colorado area, um, but I am originally from Michigan and moved out here a couple of years ago to go to grad school. Okay. Um, and the the Center for Trauma and Embodiment at the Justice Resort, is where's the, is that the one in Boston? It is the one in Boston. Oh, okay. So it's, it's formerly the tra- uh, Trauma Center, and they are moving to the Center for Trauma and Embodiment. Okay. Um, and so it is. I went and studied. They have a um, program in which you can study throughout the year um, all over the world. So we have people in Australia, Germany, and my cohort met in Boston. Um, mm. And then we meet online throughout the week. We have weekly meetings, um, not only where the whole group comes together and we have Saturday um, meetings, but then we also work with our supervisors and our peers throughout the week. Um, so it's a remote kind of program specifically designed to help individuals um, all over the world get, you know, more trauma-informed care um, training. Nice, nice. Okay. So let's start out. I mean, uh, you know, as before we were, were recording, you know, I was talking about how, in a sense, you're kind of here uh, with dual roles. Um, but I, I want to find out about you and how um, you got into this, into this, mm-hmm. this field, into the specialization. What drew you in? But uh, let's let's kind of get there um, by by uh, finding out what uh, what your quote is you wanted to share. Okay. Yeah. So I've had um, quite a few teachers along the way, and I met with one um, a few months back before I was starting the um, trauma center, trauma sensitive yoga facilitator program. And um, she said to me on the phone, you know, I was kind of wondering if I was worthy of this work and kind of really um, discovering, I guess, my own ego strength to, to understand the great honor it is to support individuals in their own process. And, you know, she said, Sarah, it's not really about you. And I loved that. And she said, (laughs) she said, our job is to empower them to be the masters of their own healing. And it really, it was like so humbling and so beautiful to kind of recognize that 
our job is to just really be present um, within the individuals that we work with and share that space with them and allow you know, their own process and their own experience to really come through. And we're just witnesses to that. Um, and so it's, it's really helped kind of keep me grounded and keep me out of, out of that fear kind of base of, am I good enough? Will I be good enough? You know, how, how am I going to impact the world and in this really great scale and to, to just to drop in and say, you know, it really is about us getting out of our own way as, as practitioners and, and clinicians and, and saying, okay, how am I, how am I really supporting this person um, in their own wellness and healing journey? Yeah. I mean, I really appreciate you sharing that because I, because I, I was going to say, I think a lot of people, but I know a lot of people share that sentiment, that feeling, mm-hmm. am I, can I do this? Am I worthy of this work is what you said. Say more about that. Where, Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, throughout my journey and my experiences that have really led me to, to the healing arts in a way, um, I've, I've questioned myself, you know, I've had certain experiences and I've had my own, my own difficult kind of adverse experiences that inform kind of my own path, um, but knowing the degree to which each person experiences life and trauma, um, you know, st- sitting back and going, am I going to be um, enough for for someone? Will my skill set, will my experiences, will my techniques and my theoretical orientations provide, you know, the right container? And that I think can really, really work in a, in a counterintuitive way for, for us as, as practitioners and as healers, because that devalues our own experience, which I think just bringing who we are into that space and sharing in, in community with someone, um, is, is big. And so I, you know, I've found community in so many different ways and in my peers and the, the individuals I've met through somatic experiencing and the individuals I've met through the TCTSY, um, po- folks, like it's, you find these communities where we all kind of look around and, and think, okay, you know, we want to do this. We want to do this work. That's why we're here, but, but will it be enough? And so to, to step out of that kind of, um, you know, to, to pull me back from that, I think using this quote has always been because individuals are so, the individuals we work with are so resilient and I don't get to decide where their resilience is, right? That it's, they're going to tell me their bodies are going to explain that to us. Like there's so many beautiful ways for us to get that information without us creating what, what the, what that projection is of where they're at or what they can hold. And, and so I think really through all of the things that I've studied and all of the different um, orientations I've kind of dived into um, that seems to just resonate really that thread kind of runs through all of those. And that's, you know, to, to learn the material, to absorb it, to integrate it, and then to allow for what is just in front of us to exist. Mm. And holding those two yeah, I think you said so much of what inspires what I do. I mean, this idea of, you know, initially not uh, feeling that, uh, you know, 
you might be worthy or someone else, we might not be worthy of this work, but really being able to own who you are and what you are and those experiences you've had and what that brings to the relationship, you know, mm-hmm. was so powerful it was Kathy Steele, who I interviewed for the second time several months ago. And, and that's exactly what she said. She said, you know, I've been doing this for decades, but I can't remember the last time I used a technique for me. It's all about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so yeah. easy to, um, not understand that and not value that. And I know because I didn't, I'm the one, I didn't get that right mm-hmm. when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so anyway, thank you for, yeah. for that. I mean, that's, that's, um, we could end right now and I'd be happy. <laughs> I think, no, that's just aw- awesome. And it's because people need to hear that where people, mm-hmm. people starting out need to hear that. Um, all right. So, you're, you know, you talked about studying different modalities and healing yeah. arts. How, how did you get uh, here? Really? I want, I want to hear that story. And then I want to say, yeah, with a windy path. Yeah. <laughs> so go, uh, go, just go. Yeah. So I originally started out um, in the nonprofit um, program at my undergrad back in Michigan. And, um, you know, I was, I was that kid in college who knew she had, you know, social justice backbone, but didn't know how to actually use it. And so I think nonprofit made sense because it was such a broad way of getting into kind of social service organizations. Um, And when I completed that, I went on to get my um, certification in American Sign Language. And I spent some time working with the deafblind community um, which was profound and awe-inspiring in so many ways. Um, and then from there, just slowly found my way to yoga to heal a lot of what was what I was experiencing and what I was going through in my own personal life um, through a divorce and just kind of a soul reclamation in a way of just understanding who I was as a person in this world um, and really growing up, I think, in so many ways. And so the yogic practice spoke to me in, in such, I mean, I, I tell everyone this all the time, me being on my mat is like a therapeutic session. I mean, I know like it's, it's almost become this, this love hate because I know the second that I step onto it, something's going to present itself for me. And that's really what I saw with, um, the clients that, so I started doing large group classes in studios and gyms. Um, I started a community class in a greenhouse and it was amazing to do that in, in a group setting and just be a part of that, that energy that happens when you have a group of individuals breathing and practicing together. But I, I had a lot of people start to approach me to do private sessions for whatever reason, they were uncomfortable being in a yoga class. They didn't know, they didn't feel that they knew enough, um, you know, whatever it was. And so as we started to do these one-on-one individual sessions, it, it really became evident that the second that the body started to move, it spoke. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of trauma and a lot of energy coming out in these private sessions and as a newer, you know, teacher, newer facilitator of, of this practice of this movement, I think this was probably year two that I really started doing these, these private sessions. I was like, I need to inform myself. I need to understand more about what is happening. And I found David Emerson's book, Overcoming Trauma Through Yoga. 
And Peter Levine had written the foreword um, in that book. And so then I started researching that and read Waking the Tiger. And it was kind of like this aha moment of, wow, there are people actually out there researching, studying, understanding what I'm just witnessing. You know, I'm just stepping back, trying to hold a container and support this person as much as I could in that moment. Mm -hmm. But really, there is a greater story here. There's a greater narrative happening that that I right now am not equipped to really, you know, facilitate moving through whatever, whatever was coming up. And so that kind of launched me onto this, this path of, of, okay, what is the best avenue to pursue? I really felt lost in amongst, you know, in this world of what is somatic psychology, look at all of the, and there are so many incredible paths you can take. It can be yoga, it can be EMDR, it can be somatic experiencing, it can be becoming a clinician. You know, there are so many avenues to pursue and it was very overwhelming. And so I really took my time in deciding and discovering what was going to fit for me. Um, I didn't want to just land in something as I had done with so many things prior, because it was the, the, you know, the path that everyone else was taking or the path that seemed the most normal or seemed the most right. I really had to discover it on my own. And so, you know, it took a while and it took a good three years before I really recognized, you know, what, what the next step was. And for me, it was to become um, a clinician. So I am, as you said, in my practicum to become a licensed professional counselor here in Colorado. Um, And as I started that journey, I had moved here on a whim um, and randomly and by the universal organization of it all, there was a nonprofit position open at the Somatic Experiencing Trauma Institute. And I didn't even make the correlation to, you know, Dr. Levine's work. And it just, it fit my background that I had been in nonprofit management and got the position and recognized immediately (laughs) the terminology and all of this information I had, you know, digested over the years and really leaned into um and magically it kind of presented it you know the door opened and I walked through Mm -hmm. and and it it all kind of fell into place um and then I found the trauma-centered trauma-sensitive yogas program um and I, I was really drawn to it because um I deeply respect David Emerson's work and he um has really pushed to get it evidence-based and it, and it now is. And, um, it's on the SAMHSA website, it's, it's recognized as an evidence-based practice for PTSD. Um, and so it's really, it's really an incredible, it's, it's amazing to step back and, and see all of these orientations come together because somatic experiencing is different than, you know, TCTSY. And it is different than being, you know, my program at at my university um, is a more depth focused program. So there is no somatic psych there. Um, But me being kind of coming from a body based orientation, um, I have found ways to supplement through the somatic experiencing training. um, And then also the, the TCTSY to kind of support what I'm doing. And it's, you know, amazing how I can be in a room with a client and whatever their system is showing me and I'm doing tracking and some, some of that kind of, you know, a little more of the SE based kind of work, um, 
then how a thought will come to me almost from the yogic perspective back from what I originally learned. And then something will come through from, you know, using gestalt in, the, in a depth perspective. And it's just amazing how I really believe had I not trusted the, the process and the timing of the way in which I stumbled into my practice, it wouldn't be able to speak to me as much as it does when I am, when I am with clients. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really, it really is about um, my, who I am as a person and my intuition. And then also what matched with that. Um, Cause I think I've, I've actually met, um, a couple of clinicians, th- obviously through the, my work at the Somatic Experiencing Trauma Institute, I, I work with the individuals coming into the training. I was, the, I am the admissions manager and used to do all of the admissions. And so it was interesting to, to speak to these clinicians and they're like, you know, I just, I'm so excited that I'm finding this now because it's something I've been intuitively doing for years and I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have anything that I could like point to and name specifically and to, and to hear that, you know, excitement and kind of like the, Oh yes, I found (laughs) something I knew I was doing, but I didn't know I was doing what it was, you know? So it's really exciting to, to be a part of that process for someone of like, Oh, I'm finding something that really resonates and, and, you know, just speaks to me in a way in which now I can inform the care that I'm providing and the care that I'm offering in a different way. And, you know, I think that's that integrity of of self and understanding of self um, is so important to who we are because there's, we're going to speak to different clients in different ways. And we're not, we're not everyone's therapist and we're not everyone's counselor and we're not everyone's yoga teacher. We're just not, But, but we need that, that, you know, genuine, authentic voice to come through in that. And that is finding the right orientation um, is, is a big part of that. The the way that uh, you just articulated your experience is uh, pr- awesome. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it just, and I think it resonates uh, not just with me, but I think uh, the people who are listening. Sarah, how would you describe uh, somatic experiencing. I think probably most of the guests listen, most of the people listening have heard of Peter Levine, but yeah, everyone is familiar with somatic experiencing. How would you describe that? So uh, somatic experiencing or SE, um, it's psychobiological. So it's really going to be focused on resolving trauma symptoms and the chronic stress that trauma causes in the body. So we're talking anxiety, depression, but a traumatized nervous system is, is one in which, um, it needs to be, the whole system needs to be cared for. Um, you know, I've, in one of the quotes that we use often is, you know, trauma is in this system, not the event or the moment. So the reality is, is once, once that biological sensation of needing to fight or flight is kind of thwarted, there's this incompleted process that now needs to either complete or be resourced. And so SE uses this kind of psychobiological method to come in and say, how are we moving this stuck or rigid nervous system back into kind of a flexible, um, flexible, more, more movable kind of um, system that can, that can move between fight and flight. And, and the responses that it naturally wants to do, right? Those impulses are integral to our survival in so many ways. And so when we can't do that, it 
creates that fixated kind of state. And so SE works to really alleviate and kind of resolve in some ways those those um, rigid kind of fixed states of our system. Mm-hmm. Now, when you first uh, started studying that, it sounds like you had uh, you know, some some uh, a wealth of experience uh, with yoga. How did how did you uh, adapt to SE? Mm-hmm. Um, so the SE part of it really started to show itself. I think it was like. Oh, maybe beginning two or beginning three in one of the modules in that first year. And the, the language around um, what, what was happening. So the physiological responses or the anatomical kind of cueing that we start to talk about in, um, you know, yoga really showed itself again in watching and tracking someone's nervous system in their breath if they have a really high and up in the throat kind of breathing and it's very fast, you're noticing this, right? And, and even in yogic breath, we think about the three-part breath dropping it all the way down into, into the belly. Well, that also then would drop it down kind of into that um, dorsal vagal system where it really slows the body down with the, you know, the body when the body needs to rest kind of thing. So you're finding all of these correlations between what's happening in, in a activated nervous system or a charged nervous system, you start to just track and notice. And this was, these were the things that I was seeing in people's bodies or a rigidity in the way in which they had no flexibility in some of some areas of their system, but so much hyper flexibility in others and just noting what what's happening to the physiological system when you know they're they're unable to to find space or their static energy that all of a sudden moves and it creates this intense release which we call discharge in somatic experiencing where you watch the activation you come to the thresholds and then it deactivates and that was what was happening with people's systems in yoga I mean people would you know spontaneously combust into tears all the time all the time and sometimes it was in hip opening postures or heart opening postures you know and and then you're realizing oh wow there was something here that now has released and somatic experiencing steps in and says, Hey, let's titrate this. So -hmm. that way we're not just dropping some re-traumatizing a system back into something really deeply rooted, but we're kind of working into whatever that is back and forth, back and forth, kind of like finding their level of resilience called the range of resiliency. And, 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 and that's what you do in yoga. You're really kind of like, Hey, let's not drop too deep into something that we don't need to go into, you know? And, and so it was this really beautiful, it was almost like I was watching um, a dance happen in front of me when um, the faculty member that I took my training with Joshua Slave would be talking and I would be like, yes. And this correlates exactly to this idea from this perspective. So it was really, it was really easily kind of combined. And I've heard a lot of other clinic, you know, people who are cranial sacral therapists or people who are chiropractors who do our training, you know, we have such a broad um, professional orientation and, uh, you know, practitioners. And it's really, it's really interesting to find I call, I call SE really subtle 
in the sense that it can be so, you know, adapted and used and kind of malleable to whatever it is your, your background is, you know, massage therapists use it, yoga teachers use it, you know, psychiatrists use it. Like it really, it really, it can be super adaptable. And that's, I think that's why it was so easy for me to find such a resonance between SE and, and the practices that I was doing with yoga. So, um, you know, I uh, said at the, before we started the podcast, um, uh, SE is, is sponsoring these series of podcasts. Um, and so you guys have a uh, webinar coming out and you know, I yes. want to make sure people are aware. Well, I guess my, my question was going to be how people can kind of begin to learn about this. What would a good, a good first step be? Yeah. So every month, the third Thursday of every month, um, I do a webinar with one of our providers this coming month. It's going to be June 14th with Ellen Byrne and anyone who's listening to this podcast can jump on. It's a three hour webinar. Um, and if you can't watch it that day at that time, um, it's recorded. So you can, you, um, when you register for it, you get the recording and, and we've set it up where it's going to be free of charge to anyone want, who wants to join us for that. Um, and there's a, I think you're going to link the the code, but it's SE basics. Yeah, um, yeah. And you can just register using that code and it's, it's amazing. It's so much information. Our provider, Ellen has been doing this. She's a, a licensed massage therapist. I think she's been doing SE for 15 years, maybe. Wow. Um, oh, quite a long time. And so she is just a wealth of knowledge about how the body, you know, how she's seen this in the body. Um, there's a lot of the scientific um, and kind of evidential, you know, orientation behind what SE is, how it works. Um, it goes into the poly, polyvagal theory, theory by Dr. Stephen Portis and how, you know, our systems or our physiological and biological systems react to trauma and then what SE, how SE actually steps in to intervene with that. Um, so that's the, the basics webinar is a really great um, way to just kind of, I always say dip your, you know, toes in the pool of SE to see what it's about, just kind of pull back the curtains and say, how is this actually, how could I actually use this? Right, and you right. can, you know, Ellen answers questions live um, while we're going through the webinar. So it really is a great kind of tool to just start to explore what okay. I see. Uh, so people can access that by going to uh, www.traumahealing.org. Uh Click Learn SE, mm-hmm. uh, go to training and events, and yep. then click on Introductory and the Basic Principles of SE on June 14th, the webinar. Again, I'll have this linked up at the show notes page at the traumatherapistpodcast.com. And again, uh, use the code SEBASICS. Um, this will be a free webinar. Sounds like it's going to be pa- just jam packed with stuff. <laughs> It absolutely is. We pack a lot into three hours Um, just because I think the information is so rich um, that it, I mean, really you can't get out of doing it without having three hours. (laughs) Right. Right. What? So uh, a lot of times people email me and they're like, Oh, you know what workshop or modality or whatever should I study? Um, Obviously, you know, things are very, context specific for people yeah if someone is interested in pursuing se how could could they do that i mean is it uh is 
is, is are they, we're talking about in person completely? Are there online components? What? Yeah. So because the training is so experiential and you're really working to track someone's nervous system, it is almost imperative that you that you are there. We have, we have an option. If you have to, if you, for some reason have to miss one of the modules, you can take one by DVD, but we really, we really, and the faculty um, really stress that in order to, to be with the nervous system and be present with the nervous system, you have to be near it and you're learning in, you know, it's a three-year training program. So it is definitely um, a commitment and you, the modules are kind of set up like the, the method is very titrated because you learn so much information. You go different, you go through different type of trauma um, experiences and learn how SE could be applied to those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so each module kind of has a different focus um, all the way up into the advanced year where you actually start to do some of the, the touch work. Um, and even if you don't do touch in your professional orientation, it still is really powerful to just note for the tracking piece of this when you're working with someone's system, but it is in person. There's, there's eight modules total, three in the beginning year, three in the intermediate year and two in the advanced year. Um, I've taken all the way through the um, advanced one module and it's amazing because it's, it's kind of a combination of, of lecture and then all afternoon you're in triads practicing, really working to integrate the knowledge that you gain. And this starts in the very first module of the, the beginning year, all the way up and through the advanced year. And then um, the faculty are also doing demos with mm-hmm. um, people who volunteer. And it's, it is really incredible to watch, um, you know, the work happen kind of in front of your eyes as you develop the, you know, the work evolves in front of, and as you integrate more of the knowledge to you just start to understand so much more what's happening. And it's, it is really, really powerful to get to witness. Um, it, it just kind of happens. So being there in person, um, is, is kind of a requirement, um, of, of really gaining the information and the knowledge and the experience that you're going to want to. And where, where's it held? all over, we are an international, um, training program. So the international side of things is slightly different. They run the, uh, modules slightly differently. And on our training and events page, you can see, you know, look for us or, um, international, but we are all over the U S and we do rolling, um, cohorts. So we'll have a cohort start, um, throughout the year. And it just kind of depends. We're East coast to West coast and everywhere in between. We have some in Ohio, we have some in Indiana, and then we also have California and North Carolina, uh, Vermont. We really do have a, a wide kind of, um, breadth of, of locations. And we, we recommend that you stay in the cohort that you start with, um, for the beginning and intermediate year, just because you're working, you, you form a incredible relationships and it just builds a very safe container to do this work because you are in the triads. You are going to be working, um, with some of your own content and with other people's content. Um, so we just recommend that, you know, just to support kind of stabilizing and and setting a safety in, in the the system and in the container, It, it makes, the best sense to stay with your cohort as you travel through the modules. But um, yeah, it, we are, we are all over the U S so. Cool. cool. I want to kind of um, flip back, but mm-hmm. kind of before we, we, uh, we end, and I want to, you, know, you talked about uh, at, at the beginning about uh, uh, kind of your, your heart, follow, kind of following your heart and mm-hmm. um 
how do you c- c- maintain that sense of being present and you know being uh, uh, you know authentic mm-hmm. and genuine how, how does that how well even before you answer that sarah how did you get there and and, and it, does that come naturally for you when you're working with with clients or people you know it does now i i think i i was lucky to be uh, raised by two very, um, by a teacher and, and my father was a healing professional and I, and my mom was the teacher and I, I was lucky enough to wit, watch them as I grew up, really learn how to engage in a, in a genuine way and be people who really cared about their community and poured into it. And so I think that was ingrained in me, but more so I honestly think my ability to be authentic and genuine has come from years of trying to be and failing miserably mm-hmm. and doing things wrong for so long, not wrong, but just in a way in which led me to places where I would look around and go, God, this isn't me. You know, this isn't, this isn't, I don't feel myself in this. And so then the more I started quieting, all of that noise and the chatter of expectation and ideological kind of realistic expectations. I'm like, this isn't, I don't belong in this. And so I stepped out in it, in the yoga kind of was like the first way where I was, I was like, I'm stepping out of this kind of focused, this, like you start a path, you're in a career for the rest of your life kind of way. Mm -hmm. And it, and it really, I mean, this is a, this is a second third actually career for me to start now. And I, you know, I'm starting in my, my mid thirties and it really, it really was because I spent so much time, you know, in, in the few decades prior making, making other choices and ones that didn't lead me to a place where I, I really found my landing. And I will, the first time I sat across from, um, my client in the clinic where I was actually a a therapist, it literally, I thought it was going to be the most terrifying thing that I did. And I have never, I have never felt more like I was just, I was supposed to be in that chair across from that person. And and all of the fear went away, you know, and I, yoga was, it's yoga was a second. That was my first one where I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be facilitating this. And then this has just kind of even taken that a step further of like, no, just, just be here, just be present. And then the rest is enough, you know? And, and it sounds, I don't know. I just, it, it, it's hard to say when you're in the thick of it and the muck of it before, you know, I had a yoga teacher say no mud, no Lotus. And that was a big <laughs> mantra for me for a long time. Cause I was like, I'm in, I'm in the mud. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get the mud. Where's the Lotus. And, <laughs> and I think I kind of felt that, yeah, that when I was in that session, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what that work was for. All of those twists and turns and different decisions and, and mistakes that gave me opportunity led me to this. And I think mm-hmm. make the mistakes, make the choices and then change your mind. You know, that is awesome. Um, just want to remind everyone again, I'm speaking with Sarah Moser. Um, Sarah is the admissions and community engagement manager for the Somatic Experiencing Trauma Institute. Um, she and along with the SE uh, troop over there are inviting all the podcast listeners here to the June 14th uh, 
their webinar. It's Basic Principles of Somatic Experiencing. It's free of charge. Um, I'll have everything linked up at the show notes page at the traumatherapistpodcast.com. Uh, Sarah, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah. Um, it was it was great talking to you and thank you so much. inspiring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do appreciate uh, it. It was it was really it was fun to kind of step back and look at <laughs> look at, you know, where you've come from. So I appreciate right. that. And it's fun to share in this community. And um I look forward to to connecting with anyone out there who would who wants to reach out. So what is the best way if people do want to get in touch with you? How could they do that? Um uh, my email is S Moser S. M-O-S-E-R at traumahealing.org. So that's a great way to do it. Um, and I am on the webinar. I, I uh, mumble on the beginning and the end of the webinar. So, um, and I, my, my phone's on, my direct line to the Institute is on there as well. So email and I can send that to you or you have a guy and we can link that up too if we need to. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right, Sarah, take care. All right. Thanks guys so much. The Foundation for Human Enrichment, DBA, Somatic Experiencing Trauma Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to resolving trauma worldwide by providing state-of-the-art professional training and public education in somatic experiencing. It was founded by Dr. Peter Levine, author of Waking the Tiger, who developed somatic experiencing based on explorations of how animals deal with threat and traumatic experiences on a daily basis. Learn more about somatic experiencing and the SE professional training at www.traumahealing.org. That's www.traumahealing.org. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, if you love this podcast, and if you haven't yet, head on over to iTunes, leave a review. It really helps get the podcast out there. People hear it. New trauma workers can hear it and benefit from it. And um, just really appreciate the support. All right, take care. <laughs>